Hello Dragon Tamers, and welcome back to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am Taco Dog, joined by my wonderful co-host, Jet Force Gemini. Hello. So, with the Niantic and Sylph actually coming out with a decent amount of events this past week, we had the, I called it Twilight Sparkles, but I know that's not the right name for it. <laughs> The Dragon and Fairy event, which I hope y'all got enough XL candies to max out your new shiny Mega Salamances, and I got enough candy to max out my shiny 100% Gardevoir. What about yourself, Jet? Uh, I mean, I had XLs. It was it was really just the energy for Salamence. I did I did quite a few of those raids, and then you know Zekrom, I got enough for whenever I decide to invest in that thing. But nothing too crazy. Uh, <laughs> There were there were some people that really had crazy shiny luck though. I had I had a friend that got a few shinies in the day, and then girlfriend got like five full odd shinies on one of the days. I was like, what is happening? Jeez, Louise! I got I got nothing. I got a rock. <laughs> nah, I'm in that same boat with you. I still haven't gotten a I still haven't gotten a shiny Zekrom this time around, but I did get a lot of candy that I can, I still have to use an Elite TM for this, but I can now get a, I can max out my level, or my 100% Zekrom from last time out. Yeah, I also, I have the fake hundo from last time, and didn't improve upon my rush ram from last time either, so it's just like, okay, well, Elite TMs it is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know, Elite TMs are honestly one of the better stuff that is in the boxes that Niantic tries to give out. If I see a decent Elite TM box, I'm probably going to end up buying it, even though I shouldn't, but still. I mean, I was I was glad that they were giving one out just for this last Go Battle Day. That is true, yeah. Um, also, it looks like another thing was added, new meta and size matters. Would you happen to elaborate on that one? Because I'm just now seeing this one for the first time. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I wouldn't even know about it without the good people at PB Poke pointing it out, where they pushed a whole bunch of the new size-related models for Pokemon, where there's quite a few now that, depending on the actual in-game size, like, it was an ignorable stat for pretty much as long as we've played the game, but now it'll actually be reflected in the game. And so there'll be some of those standard models that used to be big enough where you couldn't actually see your opponent that you might want to size down if you can. <laughs> where it's, it's, not just, it's not just IVs you're after anymore, but you know, just that quality of life of actually being able to see the moves as they're coming towards you. Oh, dang. That's gonna... And that, that, that's about it. I mean, like, all size-wise aside, that's... Yeah, good luck counting moves. Um, would this be a time where, like, we see, you know, players that play without sound return to, or start listening to sound so they can hear the the little animations if they can't see it? <laughs> I, I mean, I never play with sound, but if it gets to the point where I have uh, one of my better PvP IV Pokemon ends up being, like, the extra, extra large, and it is distractingly in the way, then, I mean... I guess that is kind of your only recourse, unless you just start counting your own moves and extrapolating. Right. 
Well, this is definitely going to cause a little bit of the shakeup, and I am honestly all for this because I, you know me, I embrace the chaos. I mean, it is a little sad just because before this last push, because just on my walk earlier, I saw a Weedle that was, I think it was an XXL one. Prior to that, though, all of the size-related kind of sparkles were just Zerua. So I was like, oh... (laughs) That's a that's a tip off that it's a Zerua, but now now it's actually going to be a more regular thing. Right. Okie dokie. I, I see now how that's going to go. So I'm not sure how I feel about this. Or like I said, I'm all for like the chaos part. But in terms of like, am I going to go out and hunt these like XXXL and XXS Pokemon? I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I don't I don't know about hunting them. There's there's already a little bit of weirdness just with the whole Kecleon thing where every day you need to actually check stops and see if they have the visual piece like before you auto spin or whatever it's it's like I don't know that's fair and I still haven't gotten my my Kecleon yet I've been too busy just putting my gotcha on spin because I run out of pokeballs like every two-ish days which right, is really weird. That, that's that's just that's how you, you should play the game because the the whole spinning aspect is tedious. <laughs> right. So, so the fact that they added a more uh, like anticipated Pokemon that way is like okay, I, I get it, but unless I can tell before going to that one screen that I purposely avoid going to, like that whole like zoom in on the Pokestop, like unless. Mm-hmm someone else is driving and I am you know having to actively spin to get items because like we're going too fast for the auto spinner it's like I'm never actually interacting that way so that's why you get uh, a a bicycle and you pedal your way so you never you never go fast enough to trip the speed counter (laughs) (laughs) actually that's a lie got places to be taco I, I feel you I feel you Actually, quick side note, we I was riding into work one day and I decided to go down this hill and I said, okay, well, and the route I took had more Pokestops on it, which is why I took it, but it took me down like two steep hills and I have the my phone mounted on my, on my handlebars and I'm looking at it and while I was going down one of the hills, apparently I was pedaling so fast, I actually tripped the, the speed, the speed trap that says, hey, Pokemon Go is not to be used while driving. And I'm like, I'm on a bicycle. I never thought I'd see this. And I don't even have an electric bike. So I was going, oh, wow. I've got, like, this hill must be very steep and I must be going very fast. I mean, it's really not even that fast because it's, it's somewhere in the 20-ish miles per hour range, I think, right? Yeah. I think at 20 miles an hour is when it trips. Ha. But, you know... If you go 20 miles an hour on a bicycle, it feels a lot different than 20 miles an hour in a car. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I was still able to kind of spin the stops and get everything, get everything going. So, but with yeah. the, <laughs> but with that semantics aside, we can now get into our, our recaps and previews of the tiers. So quick shout out, Dean Air Don't Care had one of the hottest starts of this past of this past cycle and honestly we never really looked back i was very very happy to see to see us kind of have a very quote-unquote 
dominant win, but we just had the the same amount of points as our first as our first bout against the Queen Bees when we won fourteen to seven. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the turnaround like it was uh, from bout three. Yeah, that that's honestly still gonna be like one of the the highlights of of twenty twenty three, and I know the year just started, but there's really not much better you can do with that. <laughs> Unless we like twenty one and zero or something. It did. It did help that we we started the week out with freebie points. I think for the first time ever. So yeah, we did. So unfortunately, one of the opponent, one of our opponents, did not set a lineup. And if you do that, they gave up two points and they received nothing, which kind of hurts a little bit because then it hurts both teams a little bit because then it becomes a maximum of twenty points instead of twenty one. And even with all things said and done, you can still end in a tie at 10-10. I feel like that's actually the easier way to end up in that scenario. <laughs> yeah. Because, you... yeah, it just it sets you to an even number to, to start with, and so you kind of have to be a little bit wary of it. Yeah, you're still going for the, for the 11 points to just solidify it, but, you know, by... by the end of the bout, we had... I think it was on Go Battle Day when we solidified it, and like my my hat goes off to this this incredible team that we have like i'll I'll say it once i'll say it a thousand times i love these guys you too jet (laughs) i like how i'm not these guys i'm a separate entity entity. no you you are a you are the you are the the co-host and it helps keep me in the the realm of math sometimes and so you you're like you're like the oldest, and they're all the little children that you helped me watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but on, on a serious note, like these guys are these are like the best battlers that I've that I've seen in a very long time, and I do not want to fight these guys, even in the tournament that is going to happen on our server soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, the, you made a mistake, then. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Let us not dwell on them. <laughs> But I also want to give a special shout out to Barktown Boomers. They are the other undefeated team taking a 15 to six victory over the Gumi University. And so that sets up a nice battle of the undefe- the last battle of the undefeateds that we will have in NA Open with Barktown Boomers and Dinair Don't Care. Of course, this is a little bit of a grudge match because the last time that a couple of team members that were on the angry bottoms myself included were on we lost 13 to 8 so three so for three of us it's a bit of a grudge match and i'm i could not pick a more a more hype opponent to kind of like get us ready for this fight it's gonna be great <laughs> well and I, I love that i actually get to rematch my opponent from last time <laughs> yeah honestly yeah you're the only one that's doing that so i'm not gonna put the pressure on you jet but at the same time, I'm going to as well. You're going to do really well. I have faith in you. Well, I mean, just like like every week, I'm just hoping for fun battles. Yeah, you uh, your team your team compositions are a little like, are you sure you meant to do that? And then you win, and I go, okay, I, he did mean to do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to have to come clean that the last one was was not my brainchild, but I liked how it looked, so just fine with it. Hey, if it works, it works. <laughs> so one last thing, with in bout four, we did have one undefeated team fight up against a one-loss team, and that was Gucci's Goonies and Battle Boys. And Battle Boys pulled up the upset in knocking down Gucci's Goonies seventeen to fourteen, 
which is a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A very shocking upset to say the least. I thought it would be closer personally, like either 12-9 or 11-10, but I thought it was going to be the other way around. And then we had, oh, here's what's sealed, the, the two 3-0s in Vanguard. And then Mystic Matt also 3-0'd in the Ultra, Ultra Open. But I think the most shocking match out of bout four was Sub-Zero taking a loss against Grievard Underdogs, 15-6. to I want to say that they just had an off week during during this last bout. Well, I'm, I'm also glad that this is also the team that we follow anyway, because this is the match that I would, I would want to look at and get to maybe see if there's some matchup stuff to it on top of just potentially having an off week or any any kind of explanation <laughs> I can add because they were they were cruising like even through our whole match they they obviously had the kind of create well our team kind of had a crazy run at the 11th hour but I, yeah. I, I didn't expect that to shake them up so I'm, I'm I'm hoping we can identify some well we did have well yeah uh, Sub-Zero did have a an average vict- an average score of 14 points before they fought us and then of course they 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 lost by one point to us and then they lost by 11 last week which was very very confusing to say the least but you know i see a primate on jeff jeff with aj's team in the ember slot when they were able to 30 over it which primate can Honestly, Primate might be a good sleeper pick because of being able to hit Piloswine and Hisui and Quillfish and then having Night Slash to uh, help Victini or to hurt Victini a little bit more. But at the same time, Victini can hit back with the super effective confusions on Primate. Most of the time, though, it's running Quick Attack just so it's a little bit more flexible, especially after the buff. And then you're better into Quillfish that way. Right, okay getting hardwalled less yeah exactly i mean you're, you're still a nuke machine with with confusion but i feel if there, there's very few pokemon that want to keep a four turn or five turn move they can help it insert hypno here <laughs> yeah exactly where it's like okay yeah litleo got incinerate and that just is a little bit of a better option like fire fire needs help in general but outside of that the whole con- confusion doesn't yeah isn't quite as attractive as like a volt switch but buff fire spin that's all i'm gonna say or or just look at fire again there's there's so many kind of wasted moves as far as like flame burst is a charge move for some reason it's not doing a whole lot (laughs) yeah and only just raises speed in like the main series games and it doesn't really do anything in this one well I, i think you're you're leaning into flame charge on that but yeah which does at least give an attack buff in, in our game but but then we should at least i mean if we put flame burst as a fast move they should make it a quick attack clone niantic i fixed your game please do it promote me <laughs> promote me to development team I, i've done it <laughs> or at least like that would open up some kind of, like i i wouldn't mind if they did that sort of change like flame burst is not a great example because there aren't a ton of pokemon that get it but kind of comparing it to how they've treated fairy where they added way too many of the fairy moves to as charge moves and then all of a sudden are having to kind of 
scale it back. Tip, tip, yeah, tiptoe around. Like, okay, what can we do now? It's like, eh, you, you guys were a little overzealous at the beginning. I, I think, like, obviously we can't have stat rebalance stuff, but if they're more intentional with the moves for some of the ones that are a little oversaturated with stuff that isn't being used at all, like fire or fairy, where they just have kind of redundant charge moves, that that I would like to see fixed up. But long, long, long way to talk about the fact that, you know, <laughs> there was a Victini involved in, the, in this particular matchup. Exactly. And so, but yeah, just Niantic, please nerf, uh, or not nerf, buff Fire Spin or make Flame Burst uh, a quick move that is a quick attack clone. We're giving you ideas. All you have to do is listen, except giving us the stereotypical robotic answer. But anyway, <laughs> so we had... We can't, we can't help you here. Listen to your community. Hashtag hear us Niantic. Is that still a thing? Maybe? I don't know. Occasionally. <laughs> and yeah, this we, the... we've, we've, we've talked about how Ember is not, like, <laughs> so, someone can just have your number. Like, to me, it's, it's just kind of the ultimate wild card slots because... The, the teams aren't very different for the most part, but some, yeah, and some single pick picks can go a long way. Mm -hmm. uh, just, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy that uh, in this particular case, he made a triple fighter team work into double flyer and Victini. So, I mean, like, it, on paper, it is a little bit iffy, but when when you just get a good good read on how they'll respond like obviously that's that's huge right and so kind of seeing uh in the other ember slot before we kind of move on to the other places we did also see atropius brought uh from wally dog 619's team against a more meta line in great wolf's team but i'm surprised that there was still a 2-1 taken from it with a lack of glygar well, it's it's literally a mirror apart from those two Pokemon. The the Gligar and the Tropius are the only difference between these two teams. The Charizard, Polyrath, Sweet and Coolfish, Pillowswine, Surfetched, five up, the same on both sides, <laughs> just a different flyer. Right. And so I think in this one they did double fighter against double flyer, or double flyer, double flyer. No, no, it was just two different, some, two some different people... flyers. Yeah, some some people just like that grass option. It seems if they suspect there's going to be an electric type that they want something else to deal with, or in Tropius' case, it can help, especially with the fighters, because it actually has that flying fast move. Mm. I see, let's I see. Let's check, let's check if Great Wolf actually brought electric types before, or if that's just... No, it's <laughs> it's the same exact team from the week before. Oh my goodness! And they he, he's he's winning. They're winning, and they're still kicking butt with it. Now, if you can show me how to Ember, please, so that that way I can give more points to my team. I'd really appreciate that. Very much o so. Honest, honestly, the the reps help a lot. Knowing your own Pokemon and how their particular IVs stack up against most other matchups is is goes a long way, especially if you're playing toward or trying to avoid mirror like knowing which which one you're 
which which side of the aisle you're on as far as like your attack IV. True. And so with a match like this, it probably just came down to who can get the alignment better. That's all I can really think of. Or maybe if you want to put break points and bolt points in there, but I don't know. It's hard to come up with very nice things to say about Great League week in a week, or not Great League, Ember, Ember Field week in a week out. Well, yeah, and, and really, at least my experience has, has been getting the mileage out of your Polyrath, Charizard, History and Quillfish, just that, that trio, mm-hmm. is, is make or break. That's fair. Alrighty then. So, also kind of diving into the other spots, before we get into into Reezy's, um, into the, the open slots, I kind of want to look at the the Vanguard slots a bit. Unfortunately, Dean Air did not care enough to win on Trainer <laughs> <laughs> trainer M, MTTV's team. Rem. Because of 3 Rem? Trainer Rem? Rem. Okay. Trainer Rem's team. And so unfortunately, a 3 was put on there. But it's okay because Pidgeot was on both the teams, and Pidgeot is our Lord and Savior Bird Jesus. So we I have believe, to. I believe you mean False Prophet. Hey now, that's flaring. <laughs> I will get I will get this I will rally the bird the bird Jesus troops. <laughs> and it we will cool have a see Pidgeot show up on both teams as opposed to the Noctowl, which has been a lot more prominent. I think Pidgeot's better than Noctowl. I have no no evidence to back up my claim, but I'm just gonna say <laughs> that. Because hey. Pidgeot Pidgeot is the undisputed best bird of all time, and I will fight you all in the comments. <laughs> I mean, the, the simulations will agree with you for a lot of it, but just the consistency, I think Noctowl wins, and obviously having a coverage move that's not another flying attack <laughs> has has some has some usage also, but... Look, if we just buff Steelwing, that's all we need, okay? Brave Bird is a a, a scary move. I would the two Pokemon I would not want to be hit with from Brave Bird is number one Talonflame, number two Pidgeot, because that thing just chunks. I mean, Honchkrow. I haven't been hit with one yet, so I can't I can't confirm nor deny that statement. It's like the Sky Attack from Honchkrow hits about as hard as most Brave Bird hits from other Pokemon. All right, I will add that to the list. So we had a, a Celio also going up against a Walrein, which I'm for it, honestly. Coppergeus looks like it might have handled the Frostlass a little bit. I say a little bit because I actually have yet to see a Coppergeus and Frostlass fight. I've never fought one yet. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel great for the Frostlass, obviously. It's a little surprising with the Coppergeus that they didn't get a win just out of that because it's only awful matchup would be the Pidgeot. Yeah, because it hits everything else for neutral. It's like, I guess this Shadow Swamp probably isn't a great neutral, but again, these are... These are just our head cannons. These are these are worth looking into. Yeah, it just it just gets outpaced. Gotcha. That's a that's a bit of a bummer. It takes but don't a worry. zero, but, I mean... Let's be honest. If you're, fi- if you're fighting a Frostlass user, they're going to use their shields to either stall out the timer or to get it out of there and try to get you on equal footing. Yeah, or, or if you know that that's a loss condition for your Swamper, you just save a shield. Mm-hmm. So, Trainer Ram, I'm sorry. 
that you that D, the Dean Aaron Bird Jesus combo can help you, but I, I have faith in you next round. You're gonna kick some butt. I mean, you're also facing the Wicked Weaviles, so you got this. <laughs> the next match looks a little. They only brought one, two Pokemon that were the same, in Walrein and Copperigas, and we had Primate going against Poliwrath, Dragonite facing Shadow Zard. That is probably one of the more Ch Shadow Charizard is probably like that Needle Queen that kind of just said, "Hey, I got a buff. I'm better." Shadow Charizard is is honestly, I think people are only just starting to figure out how good it is because that it, that thing wrecks. Do I have a Shadow Charizard? I'm gonna check see if I have a Shadow Charizard. <laughs> And one of them is good enough, but I have to take frustration off. Son of a gun. <laughs> I'm saying that's, you. that's impressive just because I think we've had a TM event since Charmander left the pool. Okay, look. I didn't think Shadow Charizard was going to be this good. <laughs> but, you know, Hoenn Tour is coming up. There's always like a Go Rocket something or other, so it'll show up again. Apex Shadow Rayquaza. I'm, I'm calling it now. I mean, we, we know that we get the second Jirachi. We know that we get the Primals. Like, there's still a little bit of questions about how those work, but um, I'm I think that I, like I think they're just going to be energy-based, honestly. Niantic's going to screw something up and go, oh, oh, we're going to make it energy-based now, and you can only have one, because, of course, that doesn't bode a lot of confidence, and I just realized that, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, call, I'm I'm saying that now. Uh, just to check back in with the, the Chrome versus all five Horizons, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say that the Shadow Charizard just had enough advantage, because Stunfisk was the hardest answer. Polyrath can, as we know from Ember, take on the Charizard just by virtue of Scald and Ice Punch if you get the bait in the one shield, but it's, it's still tricky. Yeah, you definitely have to play around that one. And I think much shots do nothing. <laughs> and especially in this case, you had you had a lot of bulkier Pokemon surrounding it, so they probably so in my my experience they put Charizard in as. They kind of tread it like Frostlass, where they gave it a shield advantage and just let it rip. Yeah, nothing nothing wants to take a Blast Burn from Shadow Charizard. Nothing wants to take a Blast Burn from a regular Charizard either, but you know. <laughs> yeah, just just now it's time, time's extra. Yeah, it's rough. So good on Chrome PvP for making Shadow Charizard work in the Vanguard slot. Now if you'll excuse me, I'm going to copy that team for a little bit and... <laughs> And pass it on. <laughs> are we are we jumping up to open Great League? Yeah, I'm gonna let you. Since you were fighting in the open Great League slot, I'm gonna let you break this team down. Okay. Well, and this is this is even more different, you know, than than what we've been looking at so far, where we had a few almost mirrors, and here we have actually nothing the same. <laughs> Like Reezy brought Shadow Swamp, Umbreon, Digger Speed, Frostlass, Shadow Machamp, Mantine. There's there's been a lot of Mantine since the Wing Attack buff. Frostlass is still Frostlass. Like yeah. you can you can still get mileage out of it just with 
it being slightly restricted to open Great League. Is it? Yeah, just because there's kind of that slot that you only get one and then you only get two from the different lists. Oh, and okay. Opponent Barat, Shadow Golbat, Shadow Alolan Marowak, which, man, I love that Pokemon. Lapras, Alolan Ninetales, Magicham Lantern. And Lantern is, is also just one of those that turns up a lot because it's got that nice combination of moves now with the Surf. Lantern, the best Gen 2 Pokemon, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just kind of funny that there are a few more Gen 2 Pokemon that really are showing up because of this last round of busts. Looking at, like I said, Mantine Lantern, but then also Jumpluff is in that group. That's fair. But I I figured Mantine was also was really good in like limited cups. So I kind of had assumed Mantine was just part of the meta, but now it's like kind of more of the forefront with, I guess, with their wing attack buff. It was a little bit of a damage type decision to use wing attack over bubble before and now similar to Charizard even if it's not the best damage type the energy is, is worth it almost every time gotcha gotcha okay I'm also really digging the shadow Alola Marowak like I have one and it, it <laughs> that thing is a monster it it was like in this particular like I, I love it in isolation in this particular matchup I don't think it did anything like I, I doubt it showed up but it's a it's a fun pick. That's fair. I think. I mean, we we talk about Metacham right now being the best Pokemon in open Great League, and absolutely broken. It's it's got a lot of play here outside of like the Frostlass, but I was already looking at Lapras as probably one of the other pretty strong picks for this for this, and then Charm A9. There's there's no Charm Resist over there, even after the Charm nerf nerf it's, it's still looking pretty good do you think that lantern brought water gun for diggersby it's like i don't know it's it's possible there there are some people that really still like water gun lantern in in particular setups but for me after surf it's it's just not doing the same job like most of the time i would rather get three surfs via spark than the water gun damage in two surfs. Ah, okay. But, I mean, it's it's obviously personal preference, but just that charge move pressure off of off of spark, now that you have surf, it's it's hard for me to deviate from that. I, I like the look of Golbat a little bit more. And Shadow Golbat nonetheless, honestly. Especially because the Poison Fang nerf in conjunction with the wing attack buff didn't actually change anything for it. He still does his best, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then that's a repeat from last cycle that people kind of got a little bit used to running. Right. But yeah, o overall, it's it's looking like the Medi double ice was probably... Probably the play to go on this one. Probably what, what uh, gave Reezy the most trouble here. Yeah, well... Correct me if I'm wrong. You played Reezy and he took a 2-1 over you, right? No, I need to check. <laughs> Wait, no, he no, he, he, no, he fought Zimmy. Zimmy took a, he took a 2-1 over Zimmy. I forgot. Hope you're having fun, Zimmy, across the pond. We miss you. Gives, gives me an excuse to play a different slot, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I'm I'm still not quite ready to hop into Master League. That's fair. And so I'm going to kind of uh, move on into the Ultra League with uh, Dale Diamond taking a 2-1 with there's the altered Garatina that I'm used to seeing. Shadow Walrein, uh, Lola Muck as Cavalier, Tentacruel, that's a pretty neat pick, and Charizard versus Chrysalia, Verizion, Tapofini, Snorlax, Garatino, and as Cavalier. Now, on, on, honestly, at first glance, it kind of looks like that S. Cavalier had a lot of play against Ken Mysterious's team, and then uh, they probably did also bring Tentacruel for the Tapofini, and just to kind of like get some debuffs in on Chrysalia. That's what I'm thinking. I'd be curious which moveset they ended up using on their Cresselia as well. Just because there's there's not exactly a safe version into this. I, I guess Future Sight is only resisted by the Alolan Muck, but... Is it Future, no, Future like... Sight's also resisted by the S-Cap, because it's a bug steal. Oh, yeah. Well, you're, you're not getting around the fact that S-Cap is, is resisting everything. I'm, I'm, I'm more oh. you could You could at least have a move if you, if you <laughs> went Moonblast then. I see like, what you mean. You you have an option for Charizard if you bring Future Sight and same for Tentacruel but not for the Alolan Muck if you're, if you're worried about that but That's for fair. as for, for as uh, how, do, how do I say this? For, for as standard as, as the Chem Mysterious team looks like it's, it just looks like a solid Ultra League team like I think there was there was just enough hiccup <laughs> that uh, the Giratina's probably had to battle it out. That's true, but I think well no Garrett I think Giratina altered beats Garatina Origin because it's tankier if I'm not mistaken. Because I'm used to seeing Garatina Garatina Origin in the Master League just because it's so like attack weighted. So that's kind of my my uh, thought process behind it. But on paper, this looks like a very these two teams look very evenly matched. Everything. Yeah, and I mean, like, 2-1, like, you have to imagine, um, unless you have insider info, that, that that's exactly kind of how it played out, is someone has to win the third game. But I like, yeah, I like I like the picks here. I like how they ha- they each have kind of one hard answer for Giratina. They both have a good S-Cab answer, like, outside of the Giratina also. So it's lots of lots of mind games just at the at the pick screen. Yeah, it was definitely a. How is my lineup gonna do against their lineup? The best what of do, battles. What, <laughs> what do they think I'm gonna bring? <laughs> Just remember not to bring, not to play too many mind games, or you'll psych yourself out. <laughs> At some point, you have to settle on a safe switch, no matter how unsafe it feels. Right. And so finally, we're down. We're down to the master league with uh, the Black Luffy ninety two and Stringer Bell. Want to give a special shout out to the Black Luffy. Congrats on bringing a little one into this world. And yeah, now we're going to jump in and kind of dissect this team a little bit. So at first glance, there's no Megas. I think this is the first team, first lineup we've seen in a while that doesn't have a Mega on the team for uh, open. For open. It's, it's, it's fun to play with the new toys. <laughs> like, I, I get it. Now, how many Mega Salamances do you think we're going to see next week? <laughs> I, I hope a few like the the stats are, are pretty scary but in into the face of, of Zacian or Metagross even I can I can get why 
people still wouldn't necessarily sprint towards it. That is fair, and but I know that Salamance can you can has the access has access to the move Firefang, and with a very very high attack stat like Mega Salamance has, I'm not sure if it would be able to overcome that and make Metagross more of a, a soft, like make it a soft loss against Metagross instead of being hard-walled, but it also does have access to Fire Blast, which is neat. <laughs> yeah, you just you just have to get to it. <laughs> That's, that, that is the hard part, honestly. However, we also do see uh, Zekrom, Landorus Therium, Excadrill, Togekiss, Dialga, and Reshiram up against the Dragonite, Zacian, Gyarados, Metagross, Garatino, Garatino Origin Form. I keep wanting to say Garatino, but... It sounds weird, in my opinion. And then Mamoswine. It makes sense when you type it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, Mamoswine is a Pokemon we haven't really seen much of in the Master League. At least from the matches that I look at. Now, Mamoswine looks like it put in a lot of work with uh, Therian-formed Landorus and Togekiss on the other team, as well as making with the access to high horsepower, kind of giving Zekrom and Dialga a second actually maybe even rush around a second look well and it's it's doing neutral to literally everything or neutral or better i should say yeah like mamoswine probably was the safest either closer or opener in this case or maybe it couldn't even function as a safe switch honestly it kind of yeah. led it kind of led uh stringer bell just a lot a lot more flexibility whereas the black luffy had to probably have to say okay which team what am i going to get locked up against if i do see the manos one what do i want to what do i want to put in and in this case it looks like maybe reshiram or excadrill might have been the play it's kind of limiting to try to get your pivots around that well and excadrill excadrill is always a little bit tough just because it's relatively frail for master league even like it, it really relies on its typing to just even even <laughs> stay in the fight it's like yeah and uh, when you're when you've got a triple dragon line and you're looking at uh, Zashun on the other side I, I think it made a lot of sense to want to bring Excadrill yeah that's honestly fair I just wish that Excadrill got access to like a, a good steel move or it got or if Metal Claw got buffed you know then it can take advantage of its steel typing instead of being a liability yeah <laughs> that like i after we talked about steel just going into this game season like not not the soul season but the, <laughs> the the wider game season i kind of fell in love with the idea of steel getting looked at because they really are lagging a good fast move out of, outside of bullet punch and that has pretty narrow access so yeah and then because it, it's both it goes bullet punch and metal claw i think are the only two steel fast moves there's iron tail but we don't oh yeah and steel oh yeah and steel wing <laughs> I, I, I did say that a couple of minutes ago like yeah but <laughs> it's like it it kind of makes sense i guess as if you're a gym defending dragonite or something that you that you have iron tail but outside of that it's it's really it doesn't quite have a place yet yeah <laughs> and so that's 
that's a little bit of a rough one. But however, I think in this one, it was just a matter of the more flexible team ended up winning out in this 2-1. And I, I think it would be very attractive for the Black Luffy to bring their steel types. And that's that's something you can capitalize. Oh yeah, definitely. Because once you get that ma- once you get that Mamoswine out of the way, it kind of opens up a little bit better. I, I, think... I more mean you can you can overcommit at that point where it's it's easier then to run a Gyarados, a Gyarados in, into that or even close combat version Zacian doesn't mind that much. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, all right then. So moving on into bout five for previews. Um, we've already mentioned the Barktown Boomers and Dinier Don't Care are going to fight, and this will probably be the the winner of this match. If Self decides to double promote out of Open, will probably be the team that gets promoted out of that gets double promoted. So I'm looking forward to a great match there. We have the sleeper pick of the Battle Boys continuing to fly under the radar, but they also they had the Island Guardians this week, which took a 13-8 to win over the Spice Rack last week. Roslark Bro, Bow is going up against Gumi University, which took a 15-6 to loss against Barktown Boomers last week. Bastardons are fighting the Riley Rowlets, and Grievard Underdogs are now sitting against the Oklahoma City Shell Smashers, which rounds up our top five, or basically the first five bouts. Top ten teams, I guess, if you want to call it that. <laughs> and so... I'm really looking forward to a great match, and there are some teams that are up here that I honestly didn't think I would see, and there are some teams that I thought I would see, but unfortunately are nowhere to be found in the the top, up at the top at the moment. Well, and this this being literally the halfway point, there's there's a few teams that I'm hoping to see kind of bounce back also, where it's like uh, Skytech kind of fell off after this last week, and same with Sub-Zero, where they're much further down the list than... Uh, I think the initial kind of ratings would put them. So I mean, always, always interesting to see how pe- how teams shake out across the full nine bouts. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. And so with that out of the way, or now with kind of open wrapped up and previewed a little bit, I'm ready to move on to the iron tier. If you are iron time, got to strike while that iron's hot, you know. And man. <laughs> This was, this was kind of a rough week. It's kind of a rough week overall. Some team, half the teams in this bout showed up, and the other half was kind of spinning their wheels. The closest match was SoCal Swablu uh, bouncing back and beating the Northeast Battlers Winter Vortex, uh, twelve to nine. That was the closest bout. Everyone else, yeah, Pioneer Valley, Bad Mewtwo's, Fearsome Frostlass, and the. Stadium Elite Silver Team won by a combined or by an average score of 16 points, 16 and a quarter. If you want to really check my, <laughs> if you really want to check my math, <laughs> yeah, three, three of them are 16. So. Right, and so I'm kind of seeing that in Iron Tier, we're we're now starting to see that that shift of who is like which top. At, at the moment, it's five teams fighting for promotion. One of them is obviously going to stay, and then at the bottom, at the bottom five, it's going to be the four teams fighting to not get relegated. Well, one of them is going to stay. The unfortunate part is, I know I said last week that the Silf League San Antonio team was probably the weakest. 
I'm probably eating my words a little bit because unfortunately because Fearsome Frostlass beat the Angry Bottoms that leaves the Angry Bottoms as the only faction in Iron without a without a win and they have quite the schedule this this next week or this, these coming weeks your thoughts jet <laughs> <laughs> i mean that to, to me it was the most surprising bout of the, the whole tier was just how one-sided that that matchup ended up being that i, I did not expect that at all especially after uh fearsome frostless has kind of struggled the first three weeks themselves to then come out swinging like they did but i did not anticipate how polarized this was yeah and i think well just taking a quick little look um shout out to socks temp for the 3-0 sweep and katrina for getting adding on another point i think with this rematch fierce and frostlass probably went dug up their old footage against the the angry bottoms team and just studied the heck out of that out of that film they were really in the film room is what i'm trying to say (laughs) (laughs) they did their research all right yeah they did and you know that that gave them a 17 to 4 victory and then we had stadium elite silver taking a 16 to 5 win over wu-tangula clan uh if you want to jump into the ember slot with me on that one we see a haunch crow that has been registered but staff corrections wise i'm not sure if they even fought or if there was a sub that needed to be used but just this team the venusaur charizard polyrath electivire honchkorn surfish is so up in the air i like it well the the back half is is super interesting i i know that i had i had kind of sent you early on that whole text document just of attack ranges and those three pokemon are, are right there at the top <laughs> it's like i refuse to lose cmp to anyone <laughs> So Jim Corn just, like you said, Jim Corn just said, I'm not going to lose CMP. Yeah, I'm over it. Don't even try. <laughs> and then looking at the other one, we had Lieutenant Dan Ice Cream brought a Galvantula, which was the only spice pick out of the entire 11, which, you know, I have mixed feelings about Galvantula. I, I like it and I hate it at the same time. Galv is one of those I liked better after I played around with the actual um, sim a little, where it works out the best as a Charizard counter if you actually don't throw a charge move at all. Ah. So then you you end up with two full moves going into the next matchup at the cost of one shield. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and that's kind of like what we're kind of or what I'm kind of looking at it. I like playing with Calvantula, but at the same time, I've just fought so many for so long. I'm just thinking to myself, gosh, not another one of these spider things. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's it's one of those that, especially if you've played Silph for a while, you you know how the counts work. And unlike in some metas, there's there's not as much of a call for something like an energy ball to throw off an opponent or anything like that. True. It's like I, I guess you you could hit the the Gligar for neutral at least that way, but but by by then you're you're in a bad spot already. So. 
It's like, that's that's not what you want your Galvantula to do anyway. I just don't want to see Galvantula, honestly. But that's just me. <laughs> Alolan Marowak, on the other hand, is, is kind of the one that I'm struggling with as far as when when you would want to use it. <laughs> you want to use it as soon as you can. Because it's like, okay, it does well into the pyloswine consistently but out, outside of that it's it's hard to it's hard to say what it's what it's doing <laughs> yeah and well honestly with the alola marowak like you said going up against the pyloswine if you put fire spin on it you can you can hurt trevenant and then if you can give it an energy lead you can hurt char you can hurt charizard with shadow bill pretty well and you can still threaten Hisuian Quillfish with Bone Club. Because Bone Club actually hurts coming from somebody that, you know, lost to a Alola Marowak. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, and that's that's kind of the, 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 the story of some of these matchups is, yeah, Peloswine beats the Quillfish, but the Aquatail still does, like, half to it. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't have a lot of wiggle room, even in the matchups that you're supposed to win. Right, but just the fact that Lieutenant Dan, Ice Cream, I gotta stop doing it with the Forest Gum first. I, I want to do it, but at the same time, I'm like, no, stop it. Um, I mean, there are three A's in the Dan, so you, you're just honor bound to say it at that point. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on <laughs> into the Vanguard slot, right. which, you know, aside everybody, they all, both of them br brought Reggie Rock, but each of them were, oh, and Dracology. Each of them kind of did something a little different. At least with Brainy, Gopher, and uh, D-Skin's team. I haven't looked at the other one yet. D-Synced. D D-Skinned. You know what? I liked D-Skinned better. But, okay, fine. D-Synced. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-Skin. We've been over this. I, I don't do Hooked on... I, I need Hooked on Phonics to learn how to read again. And so, Dugong kind of being sidelined. Maybe be possibly being sidelined by the Stunfisk. You had the Shadow Shadow Gallade. Honestly, doesn't look like it did much other than threaten a Leaf Blade in close combat on the Regirock and Celio. Maybe? Gallade uh, in, in Vanguard, though, is just such... Especially the Shadow is such heavy, fast-move pressure, whether you're Charm or Confusion. Because no, nothing's resisting it. Oh, I see. I take yeah. back what I said. Gallade, don't hurt me. Don't take my lunch money, please. <laughs> like, obviously there's going to be some things that just have too much bulk for it, or hitting it back hard enough that it's a little bit of a problem looking at, like, the Cofagrius and the Regirock, but... And, I mean, even Celio, to some extent, just has enough HP that it's it's tough to get away with that same style of play. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have found it a, a very interesting pick for Vanguard for that reason. That's fair. Kind of also looking at it, I'm surprised that Cradley didn't... wasn't able to pull off the 2-1 the instead of the 1-2 because... Correct me if I'm wrong, but Cradley looks like it has a lot of play against this team. Yeah, there's there's not a hard wall. Like, the, the Dragalgi is as close as it gets, I guess, where the all the grass damage, especially the, the fast, is not adding up at all. And, and even, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it can even tank a Stone Edge decently, so 
you can maybe pull some advantage out that way, but yeah, that's a I'm, I'm guessing that's that's just kind of the the anchor for their strategy into into that particular match. Do you think that maybe they leaned a little too much into Cradle Lee, if that's even possible, <laughs> with how bulky it is? The the suction cups. Well, it's it's just one of those that is well balanced for Great League, where the the typing usually is pretty neutral, whereas the stats while they lean defensively it can still put out some good hits right well alrighty then and then kind of looking at the bottom one level pips that's how you say it right maybe hold on I was looking and oh. Dragalgi does does have a good look on the Cradilly just, just oh it does yeah would it be like dragon tail just straight outrage or dragon tail bait with an off the tail type of thing just where the the pressure is, is consistent where you have you have options as the Dragalgi where Cordelia's more or less forced to throw stone edge and even then one stone edge isn't enough so oh yeah wow Dragalgi's tankier than I thought it would be yeah it's it's a little bit tankier among the dragons well still lost to Dragonair so that's all that matters <laughs> okay I'll stop making the Dragonair jokes no you won't you're right I won't that's a big not, old not until not until we get Flygon back <laughs> Okay, looky here. Flygon has just not been working. In, is not allowed in one of them, and apparently is getting overshadowed by the other dragons. So it is now time to say the new best dragon is Dragonair. And if you don't like it, well, Dinair don't care, baby. But it's, speak. It's, it's it's a good pick. I'm 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 gonna need you to tell me what this Golduck was trying to do. He was a uh, he's providing bench pressure. Now, Golduck's a wa just a pure water type, right? It's not a water psychic. Yeah. So, I, honestly, I don't even know what... I know Golduck has access to confusion, and that's it. That's all I can tell you about Golduck. I need... Yeah, so I, I hopped back to PV Book because I know it has sort of an eclectic charge move pool. I forgot how many charge moves it gets. <laughs> it has Water Gun, Cross Chop, Ice Beam, Synchronoise, Hydro Pump, Return, Bubble Beam, Psychic. Oh my goodness. And then for fast moves, it can use Confusion and Water Gun. So maybe <laughs> maybe it's chilling in the same lane as, as like a Gallade, where because it has access to Confusion, that's just something where it can show up and be unresisted. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call an audible and say they ran Ice Beam to try to really, really get the Dragonair, the Shadow Dragonair, Regirock and Noctowl on the bench and give as much bench pressure as possible. We're just going to ignore the fact that Walrin is there, Jellicent probably had Ice Beam, and Whiskash can learn Blizzard. We're going to forget about all of that and focus on the Golduck because Golduck was the MVP. Well, or... I mean, it, it, it couldn't have hurt, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they took an, they, they, they lost three to nothing, sadly. So, yeah the the strategic value that's that's what i want to know about where <laughs> are they are they baiting shields with bubble beams just to get something to the point where you can get a whole bunch of energy onto say the charizard and then be loaded for the end game like i i guess i'm, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the fact that they have four water types they they did their best that's that's honestly all i can tell you <laughs> unfortunately for golduck 
it it kind of feel it feels like it was a waste of a pick per se but you know i'm gonna go lean on the trainer really likes gold duck and just wanted to bring it on the team i just uh, I, uh, I can't uh, think of, i can't honestly i can't think of anything i'm at a loss for words on that one i will say even ignoring the 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 gold duck aspect the shadow dragonair didn't have a whole lot of immediate pressure against it where i think it was a little bit too much of a they could they could just go about their business right i see that and then of course we had super si- okay we gotta stop picking up the gold duck we gotta actually dive into this team a little bit more <laughs> We had supersized Gorgas, another Gallade, Celio. Well, there's that Walrin Celio fight amongst each other, and then of course there's Regirock and our our dear old friend Noctowl fighting the against Machamp, Jellicent, Charizard, Whiskash, Walrin, and Golduck. And I think, I mean, on paper, LV Pips just had the upper hand and probably played to the string on that one. I really don't have anything else to. Sadly, <laughs> as, as soon as as soon as they could get Walrein handled, there were there was a lot of their team that could just kind of go nuts. That's fair. And you know, if this if this trainer can make Golduck work, I'm all for it. Honestly, Did I really want Golduck them to. This? Now I need to know. Let me know <laughs> while you're looking at that. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into the Open Master League and then work my way up because I see a Mega Caesar and I like what I see in Open Master League. So, update, they have, in fact, used Golbat. Sorry, not Golbat. Golduck every week. Have they won? They've won two games. Okay, so Golduck is a confirmed meta staple in Vanguard. It's it's won <laughs> at least one. It's won at least one time. I'm confirming it. The bar is low. Don't, don't, don't at me. I, I don't make the rules. I just follow them. Well, I mean, but more than that, I, I love... <laughs> that aspect of Pokemon like I will always cheer for people who are using their favorites and that kind of seems like what's happening here that's fair honestly it's like I, I wish my my favorite Pokemon was a little bit more reliable <laughs> I forget I mean my po- my favorite Pokemon is Flygon and you know what has to be has to have be set up for Flygon to do Flygon things I some of some of my first really strong tournament uh, results were on the back of Flygon, so... See, Flygon carries people to championships. Yeah. Now, if, if I ever go to a Pokemon event, I will register a Flygon and build the entire team around it, and I will beat every single Walrein, Altaria, and Metacham into the ground with Flygon. I'll and be if surprised I... if you see very many Walrein, but... You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Um, Frag and Wagon brought Mega Caesar going back into the Open Master League. Brought Mega Caesar, Eveltel, Garchomp, Primarina, Genesect, and Empoleon going up against... Empoleon? Hold up, an Empoleon? Really? Interesting. And they won. But it's an interesting pick. Going up against Lugia, Zacian, Gyarados, Shadow Metagross, Dragonite, and Mamoswine. Do you think that they brought the Empoleon specifically for the Mamoswine? Frag and Wagon, please tell me. I mean, it's it's not bad in a Mamoswine... Metagross, uh, you're gonna have problems with Zacian just because one of their nuke moves is gonna one-shot you. But <laughs> yeah, it's like it, there there isn't that whole uh, dancing around the move set with Empoleon. Like either either nuke move is gonna give you a bit of an issue. But I'm gonna say just because um, 
this opponent seems to like to bring Shadow Metagross, that that was the major reasoning? I mean, even against... Even with Shadow Metagross being brought, you do have Eveltal with the the darkness just surrounding it, Garchomp, and Garchomp. Just two Pokemon that can handle Metagross really well. But there's that Mountain again, you know, slowly poking its head like, Here I am! Don't forget about me! At least in looking this at, game. Looking at three Steel types, though. That was definitely a choice. A triple Steel team against... But, I mean, it can sort of fight back with high horsepower. and Yeah, I mean, you do have to respect it. So it, it is one of those picks that you can at least expect to pull a shield. Because as long as you farm up to it. And it's at least dealing neutral damage because Mega Caesar and Genesect are both uh, bug types, respectively. So it's not like it was completely walled by the steel types. It had some play. But I'm, I'm a little sad that Weiwei couldn't win couldn't win with Manless Wine and Shadow Metagross, but they did their best, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I do think the, the Mega Caesar looks rather good here. Like, that was that was just a good call. Yeah, definitely. I'm starting to see a little bit of a trend where if you don't bring a Mega Pokemon, it kind of puts you at a little bit of a disadvantage over these past couple of weeks. But... Well... <laughs> I was going to say but, but this is where, this is where I was going to say but... <laughs> But at the same time, you have to bring the right. If you don't, if you don't think Omega Pokemon can be put onto your team, and it just synergizes well without it, then by all means, don't bring it, because you can still win with it. Because if you bring Omega just to bring Omega, it's like, well, then why did you bring it? But what were you going to say, Jet? <laughs> uh, yeah, just that it needs to be the right pick. Where there's kind of a few that are very strong in the right situations, but if you're wasting four points on a pick that doesn't have a lot of play like obviously it's gonna hurt you right and, and we, we've, we've seen that where even if it does look good on paper if you're not used to running it because obviously you you can't for the most part use it in like a gbl situation it's it's just not not always the best <laughs> <laughs> that's fair and then yeah i'm I was going to say, I'm going to move up to the Ultra League slot real quick, because it's a pretty metal line between the two, to be quite frank, with uh, Jonathan Kelly losing against Old old Painty Can. Words are hard. But Old Painty Can brings Swampert, Grizzion, Regirock. That core is really good. Also with supporting with Cradley, Charizard, and Escav against the Scrafty, Registeel, Escav, Shadow Charizard, Gliscor, and Tapofini. You know, in this case, you had Swampert, Verizion, Escav, just neutralizing Registeel, in the way I'm looking at it, at least. Swampert and Cradley can handle the Charizard. I think the only one that this team had to look out for was the Gliscor, and the, no, not even Scrafty, because Escav is there, but it's also taking super effective damage. But Scrafty can be handled by Verizion or Escav. So Old Painty Can looks like its team had more flexibility around it, versus Jonathan Kelly's team was really... Uh, RPS dependent, but hey, it's still a good, um, it's still a good pick on teams. Yeah, the the Cradilly for Ultras is really cool. That's fair. Um. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I I agree with you though that I, I think this was one where Jonathan Kelly had to do a lot <laughs> to <laughs> to make sure that they were lined up correctly because there was a lot of ways, a lot more ways for it to go wrong for them. Yeah. And so on this one, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of thinking to myself with 
Jonathan Kelly's team. It was it, they may have gotten one win, but that win was very hard fought for them. So now moving on into the Open Great League, and I'm seeing a blast from the past with Alolan Raichu. They went the distance, and then I mean Shadow Dragonite. If I don't know if you've played against many in Great League, but those those things are really scary. Yeah. Because at least if you're used to regular Dragonite and you can you can kind of soak a Dragon Claw on just about anything where you're not super worried about it. But as soon as it's the Shadow Dragonite, it kind of changes everything. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I, I actually built myself a Shadow Dragonite. And that thing puts in a lot of work. Like even the things that it quote unquote is walled by is not getting out of there without some without some chip damage, honestly. But Alolan Raichu, in this case, I believe would have ran Grass Knot to threaten Lantern and Jellicent. I mean, well, maybe not Jellicent as much. Because, or you know. Lantern even, necessarily. I was going to say, but you you really can't... You can hit with a Wild Charge and then dip, but I think Grass Knot can provide a decent amount of coverage. Maybe with Steelix, too. Trying Ste to make yeah, it work. Steelix, yeah, Steelix is about where I start to agree with you. It's like, okay. against, other, against water types, I don't really think you need to lean into something like a Grass Knot, but as soon as you get to a ground type, yeah. I, was, I also think, because when I see a Lantern, I'm like, oh, it has Volt Absorb, so you can't use an Electric-type move on it. But then I'm like, wait, abilities don't exist in this game. Never mind. Yeah, you gotta you gotta turn off that that part of your pokey brain. I can't. Okay, it's just there. <laughs> I have an infinite amount of pokey knowledge, and I have two tablets that have Pokemon. Well, no, one has Pokemon open. The other one has RuneScape open, because you know I just love endless grinding. Shout out to those who play RuneScape, uh, old school RuneScape fan for life, you know. But anyway. <laughs> Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so I have a bunch of Pokemon knowledge just in front of me. I got it's hard because I keep thinking main series games, and I have Pokemon Scarlet paused in the background. So, yeah, <laughs> tonight's my Poke Night, okay? <laughs> yeah, Re like, how what do you what, what do you think about Registeel here? A choice was made. I, I like Registeel against the Knocked Owl because you know, Zap Cannon, and Zap Cannon also threatens Jellicent. And I also like it because it threatens Vigoroth and Steelix with Focus Blast. But Registeel cannot carry, or Registeel probably carried this team to, to victory with support from the lineup against, you know, Pidgeot had to be there because he's Bird Jesus. And then Shadow Dragonite was probably there to just provide some cleanup work. It's like, if, as long as you were covering for Steelix somehow, in this case, I guess that's the Dakers I think no. I think Diggersby is a hard wall against Steelix, and it's pretty okay against Lantern if they're feeling like they need to bring that as well. Mm -hmm. And Jellicent, if they're Hex, it's like the the Noctowl is a problem. Venusaur is a problem. Vigoroth is also iffy, but the other the other three, which are at least partly among the things that that's fair. Registeel is is kind of there to help with. Right, but yeah. So you know, congrats to Shun fifty five for getting a 3-0 with a very interesting team. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to steal it and run some battles with it. Yeah, just, just real quick. <laughs> uh, looking on at bout 5, we've got the Angry Bottoms are going to be looking for their first win against Busta Mime, who is also looking to rebound against Pioneer Valley PvP. 
Wu-Tang Lakan is going up against Bad Mewtwo's. Stadium Elite Silver is going to fight, I think it's a rematch, with against Fierce and Frostlass. And the Northeast Battlers Winter Vortex is fighting Pioneer Valley PvPs. And I think I already mentioned this, but Soakhouse Wablu is fighting San Antonio. Silph League San Antonio. Since we are at the halfway points, I'm still waiting to see when Pioneer Valley and Stadium Elite are going to fight. I believe that's sooner rather than later. I don't have that schedule pulled up in front of me. But I will do that probably at the end, at the break. But going back to at the halfway point on teams, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that championship matchup. And then uh, it's going to be a fight between Bad Mewtwo's, Busta Mime, and SoCal Swablu San Diego to fight over the remaining two promotion spots. For relegation, if the Angry Bottoms don't change where they're at for the time being, they may be the team that gets instantly relegated, and that will leave Winter Vortex, Fierce and Frostless, Wu-Tangle Clan, and Self Lead to fight for that last remaining spot. So with that being said, I'm not going to make any predictions this week. I'm going to wait till the end of about five, <laughs> where we're over the halfway point. It's now time to move into iron. No. Sorry, copper. <laughs> You're just on it like, no. And I was like, what did I just... Oh, right. That's what we just did. <laughs> I struck the iron too many, too many times. And so for copper tier, we have the Tap and Turtle Squad rebounds after dropping two games against the Ghost Pepper Dunspice team. Swell Sprouts takes a victory. It is now on a, a winning streak against uh, NMPVP. They've won their last two. Rock Paper Slark dominates Mighty Thunder Ducks 15 to six. Sharks and Wreck also dominates Testudo Skills 15 to six. And last but not least, Field Team Six pulls out an amazing 3-0 comeback victory over Mazer Gaming to win 11 to 10. Kind of feeling some Sub Zero and Dinair don't care vibes up in here in Copper. I mean, I was I was just gonna say as compared to Iron, where it was super polarized, it's kind of leaning the other direction. Where three of the bouts were neck and neck. Yeah, it's a it's a very honestly it, it feels like as the competition kind of the higher you go in competition play, the more you have the more even teams feel but there's going to be a team that we're going to talk about next tier that's going to prove me wrong yet again, but it's okay. don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> They're different in the note. <laughs> we know they don't belong in bronze tier. They, they belong up in the diamond tiers. However, looking at the overall standings, we've got Rock, Paper, Slark maintaining a one-game lead over or one one uh, win over Sharks and Rex, Sveal Team, and Sveal Team. And that's just because they won the heads up right <laughs> yeah that was they no rock paper yeah rock paper slark beat shards and wreck in the in the head to head so but kind of looking at the the rest of the tier the tap and turtle squad if i no, this one went down there was nine to nine and then the last bout was a two one however both of these teams look very evenly matched i think it was the last one yamlet versus cryptomorphism so for the sake of time, I just kind of want to dive into their teams because I'm seeing the same... Actually, no, I lied. The Amigo Grand brings in Alolan Raiju and a Hippowdon into Ember. That's new and different? It is. They pulled uh, out the 2-1. I mean, that's that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have to talk about that now. I mean, 
They, it, that just says to me they, they came in with a plan and it worked enough, right? Like, it's... I would want to talk about it more if it was a 3-0. Like, that, that wouldn't say that it's I, I want to say broken on some level, but... I want to say that Hippowdon brought Ice Fang to kind of handle Trevenant, Gligar, and Alolan Raichu was brought in to handle Charizard Polyrath. And I'm gonna, I'm not gonna give up on Grass Knot, okay? Grass Knot was there specifically for Pyoswine. Okay. <laughs> was it was it the standard Volt Switch? Do you do you think they were going a little spammier and I, went for Thundershock? I think they were gonna go spammier on this one because in in Ember Cup specifically, the spammier your moves are, the the more pressure you can apply. And I I've, I've learned that the hard way. A little Raichu is also one that benefits from a little not being locked into that long mm-hmm. animation unless you happen to be in a meta where you can find a frostlass where you just dominate that in the one shield but oh definitely it is it is nice actually keeping that option to catch moves especially when you get to match the fast move time against something like a charizard or a polyrath that's fair but it's like just I mean that's that's the matchup you want to be in but just just in case I, I guess it's also two turn for and right and that's kind of something that you know Ember as we're already in the fifth week of Ember more and more players are trying to experiment and not get hard countered or or not like they're just <laughs> locking in their team every week because they're like I know how this team works this is fine this is going well <laughs> that's fair and and I may never get to do this again so I'm not gonna make my brain hurt trying to reinvent things but i'm glad that someone is and it has worked out this week yeah but all right let's get into that last bout with now now i need to see if they did anything else weird before this which one um the amigo grand ah they didn't use that duo but they have brought other electric types so that's that's cool that they've kind of gone through them they did electivire and galv that's neat I'm gonna try. I want to try using Zapdos at least one time, but maybe not this week because you know we need all the points we can get. <laughs> I, I like Zapdos actually. It's it's got so much pressure into that because you need Thundershock and core. Drill Peck, right? Yeah. Well, and even just Thundershock Drill Peck does most of the work that you need it to. Outside of the fact that its typing is is very handy. I have that. Jet, you for most me... for most people, it's just an issue of access. Ah. Oh hey, and then we just had a straight up mirror match in the other Ember slot. So, <laughs> <laughs> someone someone took the two one the other way. Well, there we go. So, Ember Ember came up a draw, three points for each team. Yep, like I said, this is a very a very even battle up until the last one. Well, and, and even then, they just they had one more 2-1 than the other team there was no no sweep in this entire bout yep kind of went kind of went either honestly it could have gone either way um i do want to jump into the open great league slot because i'm seeing an alolan santru and my question is why because doesn't alolan santru have the same moves as alolan sandslash it sure doesn't oh it doesn't it gets uh night slash and blizzard or i mean you could run i think a steel charger move still if you needed it but the, the standard is Night Slash Blizzard. Oh, I was going to say enlighten me, please, because I, I want to 
I want to learn. <laughs> well, honestly, the big difference is that, in my experience, if you have built an Alolan Sandshrew, you like to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have, you need that. Oh, I hate myself. Yeah, it's it's a hundo maxed out. Yeah, I no, I say I hate myself because I have an Alolan, uh, an Alolan Saints, an Alolan. <laughs> I can't even say it. I had an Alolan Sand True. I hatched it perfect, and I decided to evolve it because I didn't have an Alolan Sand Slash to use for greatly. I mean, I was gonna give you an out and just say back in the back in the day for Ultra, you would need a Hundo because you know the XLs weren't a thing. Nah, don't give me the out. Just I have to, <laughs> I have to take the L. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna ignore Taco on that one, and you know what? That's gonna be the new salsa bar. You got the salsa bar early, people. We're doing it live. <laughs> it's okay. I'll hate myself in the morning later. But anyway, so. Where were we? Oh, yes. Alolan Sancho. They really just didn't want to see... Oh, they, I mean, they have two counter users. That's a bit of an issue. I, I, I saw the obscure at first, and I was like, yeah, the obscure in the later turn doesn't really like those, but Shadow Machamp doesn't <laughs> like that either. Yeah. The it's... other three, though. <laughs> it has some play. Yeah. Especially with that Trevenant. Um, with that Trevenant there. Alolan Sancho will just destroy that thing. Well, and it is nice to not take any damage at all from the Power Snows from Frostlass. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. And you can threaten it back with Gyro Ball if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to hurt it. Yeah, it, I mean, that's, that's one of those, though, that you kind of need a reason to run the steel over Blizzard because most of the time that nuke is just so much more worth it. And I, I think that's still true where it's just double Night Slash is going to take out Frostlass anyway. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Okay. But yeah, I remember, I remember watching, spamming the refresh one on this one to see when this one was gonna end because I was just so, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's like it was nine, it was nine nine, then it was ten nine, ten ten, and ten eleven. Here we go. But congrats to Crypto for clutching it out and putting the Tap and Turtle Squad back in the win column. And so, kind of looking out, looking out into the next bout, we have the Swell Sprouts going up against Mazer Gaming, Rock Paper Slark is going to go up against NM PvP. That's my trap game of the week I'm going with. We also have uh, the Turtle Squads going up against Spiel Team 6. Mighty Thunderducks goes up against Testudo Skills. And Ghost Pepper Dunspice is going to look to rebound against Sharks and Wreck. Can anybody stop Rock Paper Slark from running away with the tier? Who knows? I, I, we... think it's, I, think it's, I think it's theirs to lose at this point. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Between, yeah, between them and Sharks and Wreck. Mm, that's fair. But even if say sharks and wreck or even if rock paper slark was to lose and shark paper and rock paper and sharks and wreck wins out rock paper slark still holds a tiebreaker over uh, sharks and wreck unless like say sharks and wreck has more battle wins than rock paper slark which coincidentally rock paper slark has three more wins and they won by three wins the last time they fought so who knows <laughs> yeah and it's and it's not like open where you can get into like a weird situation <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where where there's ties all the way through the usual tiebreaker things. So, look, that's how the Angry Bottoms got promoted. <laughs> well, right. it's how they it's how they wouldn't have unless like without as many teams kind of benching themselves from further up. 
that's fair, honestly. I was gonna suggest something, but it would just make the the cycles longer, the end of the season longer. But gosh darn it, I am all for it. But they do in-house promotions at, at the end of every cycle, so I don't know yet. I, I'm coming up with a brainchild. I'll think about it and maybe forget about it over this week. <laughs> so with that being said, is there anything else that's kind of sticking out in copper before we move on to bronze? Uh, just because we didn't talk about it, because we went straight to the, the tiebreaker match of, of, of open open Great League, that in the first Vanguard slot there was a Reg Ice and a Red Rock, Reggie Rock. Oh, Delaware Reggies. Nice catch on that one. It's like, it's just kind of, I know Reg, Reg Ice is one of those picks that kind of gets talked about a lot, but I haven't seen it locked in very many times, so just calling that one out. Yeah, well, they they were still the the double Reggie core was still good enough to take a a victory away from the other team. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not even gonna try. From the Turtle Squad. Yeah, Turtle Squad. <laughs> 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 making it closer, making it much more closer. So, but anyway, and I guess that that is the the final kind of breakdown for that matchup is that the offset was Ember was total wash three up vanguard went the way of turtle squad but then ultra and master went the way of Duns dunspice so just left open great league yep I, I excuse me what i was gonna say was turtle squad like what you were saying turtle squad won the field and then ghost pepper dunspice had rallied back in the open slots but then they were able to cut they weren't able to seal the deal with the last open slot like you were saying so ggs to turtle squad and no staff corrections so actually that... actually close not just, <laughs> just artificially close right i hear that Alrighty, so right now at the the top of the tier in bronze and you know before i get into this 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 cycle or this yeah this tier is a very very close cycle and then you have brave nerds who despite everything that gets thrown at them they just say you know what we're just gonna make taco more wrong and blow all the teams out of the water i 100 percent believe that brave nerds deserves to be either in in platinum or diamond by the end of the season because they they took an 18 to 3 victory over the shadow ballers which is a very a very talented team and the rest of the tier was just an average victory of three to four points separates the winners and the losers and everybody else <laughs> and you know what sea kingpin they lost which made me very sad they were supposed to win however do we, do, do we think that uh gong rippers is going to stay undefeated until they have that battle of the over the tier with brave nerds I do think so, honestly. This this is very much this is very much going to be a back and a forth. Uh, obviously, both these teams are going to get promoted. There is no denying that. But I don't I don't see Gong Rippers beating Brave Nerds as compared to and getting back up. I think they fell from silver, right? Oh no, they fell from gold, if I remember correctly. Obviously, someone's going to correct me on Twitter. And, but I'm okay on that. Well, I, I can just fill you in that it was just they were up to silver for one 
cycle. Okay, okay, okay. You okay? I see that. Bout six. Brave nerds and gong rippers are fighting. That that's gonna be the championship uh, championship bout that we're gonna be seeing. So next week, next week's gonna be the hypest of matches. Also, yes, I pulled up the the, the schedule in front of me now. <laughs> now we know when they're fighting. Um, around the rest of the league, the Utah Pokemon Rangers were able to clutch out a last second 11 to 10 victory over Fletch and Dorella story. <clears throat> Seven Deadly Simps destroy, beats Sea Kingpin 12 to 9, and Gong Rippers is able to beat one of the powerhouses in Switchmasters 14 to 7. I kind of, I mean, it's kind of hard to dive into what the the Brave Nerds are doing because they were able to just clutch out so many good victories. Uh, not not that I have anything against. Again, looking at similar to how we did with the Angry Bottoms, where it was what what was the reasoning? What is, I'm sorry, say that one more time. Or I guess oh. I guess it was sub I guess it was Sub Zero actually that we were. Oh looking, yeah, well, looking looking to see if we could explain a little bit of, of how it ended up so one sided. Yeah, I'm actually down with doing that. We're gonna look at we're gonna look at them. So so trainer one two three ABC brought a Registeel Toxicroak double Frostlass and Umbreon with Lantern against uh, an Alolan Ninetales Registeel Shadow Dragonite Quagsire is a pretty safe pick. Surfetch and Chrysalia. This is our, this is the first Registeel Mirror that I think I've seen in Open Great League. You know, I actually have started using Registeel more in, in Go Battle League, and I can see why everyone and their mother ran it for so many months and years. I was kind of happy when it went away for a while, when it was <laughs> before Zap Cannon came around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I'm having a little bit of a hard time trying to see why this one was so one-sided. Maybe it was lineup based? Did Double just decide to say, you know what, put it on me and I'm gonna just clutch everything out? Like, I, I really don't know. <laughs> Amazed, I know you listen to us, like, give us some insight, please. <laughs> I will say there are enough, like, uh, when whenever I, I want to try to explain a 3-0, I like to see if there is a pick that's super safe, just something that they can lean into, whether they use it as a safe swap or a lead is, is kind of, you, you can't know that, but here it's kind of looking like the opposite, where it's a little bit of a win the lead, win the game. Gotcha. That, that probably sounds to be the most safest way, but did Trainer123 get lucky three times? Or did they just play out of a bad lead? That does beg the question. I'm not going to wrap my head around it too much, honestly. <laughs> well, I, and I am suggesting the, the call, the called leads more, just because there aren't as many opportunities to play out of these particular matchups. Like, they're decently one-sided for most of them gotcha okay like uh, for example like lantern is one of those pokemon that i think of like you can use that to flip if you just like invest an extra shield or if your opponent doesn't know like the famous one is the altaria matchup right where if they try to play out the zero like they they don't win that so <laughs> but like here you're not you're not taking out the Cresselia. The Surfetched Leaf Blade hurts bad enough, and Quagsire can give you trouble. Registeel isn't great, where it's it's kind of the Dragonite Alola Ninetales that you can play out of. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, this is definitely one of those teams where I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering what happened, but I'm also going to trust you because you're the professor on this one. <laughs> uh, if, if we look at it the other way, the Quagsire is probably the safest. And if you know the Quagsire is coming, like, okay, what what what, what does that get us? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it gets us a one. lot. Yeah. So next one. We're going to move on to the next one. And so Amazed and Confused brings a double... Garatina Alter... This... I'm gonna say this whole team just decided to bring double when they could. But anyway. Uh, double, Glasgow, Auroras, Get Beamed, Galarian Weezing, Obstagoon, and Garatina Altered Form up against a Charizard, Tentacruel, Licky Licky, Bird Jesus, Cobalion, and Auroras. Got ourselves an Auroras Mirror. This one... Well, yes, we do have ourselves an Auroras Mirror. However, I do want to point out that Amazed Auroras has more play... Then I'm not gonna uh, then uh, the Shadow Ballers Auroras because that Powder Snow can threaten your Pidgeot, it can threaten Charizard, and uh, the other Auroras can threaten the Gliscor. Oh, and I guess Garatina Altered, but I haven't really experimented with that matchup that much. However, both however Amaze also has the access to a Double Kick user and Obstagoon counter user to threaten the Cobalion and Auroras and Licky Licky respectively. So I think that Amaze had more of a flexible out versus the Shadow Ballers, which would give him the, the 3-0 on that one. It that does look like the, the Cobalion had quite a quite a lot of play. I was like, that sounds pretty scientific, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, so far, this is looking more like <laughs> they played out of pretty even setups for the most part like i i expected to find more <laughs> just based <laughs> on lineups but i mean hard not to call out the glare and wheezing just as a another one of those rarer ultra leap ultra leak picks because we haven't really had a bunch of those xls floating around for a bit yeah that's honestly the the pretty awesome part a little bit and let's see here and then going into the I mean, I, I kind of like the Obstagoon, honestly. And then kind of going up against the Master League, Skeptical Tracer brings a Mega Caesar and a Terrakion. We don't see much of them up against... Oh, oh, here's here's why they won. Uh, they had... Well, Terrakion had a lot of play against the Avalug, the Melmetal, the Mega Steelix. Terrakion definitely pulled weight in this one. And that is a pretty, a pretty neat pick, all things considered. Yeah, it's still kind of exists in that raid mon pool for a lot of people i think where it's like you think of it still mostly as a rock attacker or since the last round it was also kind of shooting up into one of the better fighting type picks as well but this is the first time i've, I've seen it line up quite so well yeah that's the... like it it still has three things that it really doesn't want to see to the tune of Buzzwool, Kyogre, Forges, but it's not like it can't do anything to them. Yeah, 100% behind you on that one. And of course, like, you know, with uh, Mega, with Flor, I was gonna say Mega Florges. Please, what is wrong with me? With Florges, you also do have, you can also pivot out into, say, Mega, Mega Scizor or your own Florges to force that mirror match, if that's really a, or if that's really an issue. And this is one of those where Phil, Phil and Kids Florges looks 
pretty good, honestly, outside of the Mega Scizor matchup. Yeah, you're you're honestly not wrong about that one. However, if you're a skeptical Tracer, you're kind of thinking that Florges is going to be brought, so you want to kind of set your team up to not have to face it. So I'm guessing in this one you would put Shadow Claw on the Garatina Origin form and maybe Waterfall on Gyarados? And Dragonite has to say either Dragon Tail or Dragon Breath because we don't believe in Steel Wing in this household. No, it's 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 not it's not the business. <laughs> yeah. So in this instance in itself, it's a very a very close a very close 3 0, but it definitely could have gone any which way on this one, and I will stand by that. In in general that Giratina Origin Mega Caesar combo was already going to be tough, I think, to deal with, but then you add in just the, the recklessness of the Terrakion pick, I, I think that's kind of, that pushed it over the edge a little. That's fair. Again, so, just, just, just from the picks. Right, and we're definitely uh, on this one. Uh, we're definitely just based on picks and can go much. I know Skeptic, or not Skeptical, uh, Amaze or Customer probably would be like, hey guys, so this is what actually happened. And I'd be like, oops, okay. Also, side note on that. Uh, congrats to Customer Approach on his marriage. You guys are going to have a wonderful, happy life. And I'm super jealous that you guys got to got to go to a new place for Scatterbug. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't forget to pin your own gifts. Yeah, I didn't know I could do that either. I, I honestly thought it was just from, like, receiving. But that's because I never pinned my own gift. Oh, well. To each their own. Um... I mean, <clears throat> Ember overall went the way of Brave Nerds, but nothing, I mean, nothing too crazy there, picks-wise. No, aside from the Primates on Primate Mirror on the first one, and then both Brave Nerds bring Electivire. Oh, there was a Victini Mirror also. Oh. I'm Do I have a good Victini I can use for the? I'm gonna see. I I have. I some. don't. <laughs> I don't, and I'm salty about it. <clears throat> I have a ten. 13, um, 10, 13, no, 11 attack, 13 defense, 10 HP. You know, it's 96%. I'm going to power it up. I'm doing it because, yeah, it's okay. Good enough. It's good enough for me, and I'll probably never use Victini again. Now, what do I use this thing for? Oh, Psycho. Oh, it can learn Focus Blast? Yep. But you want Psychic, right? Okay. I mean, most of the time we're using V-Create. <laughs> Okay, look, I'm not gonna be using V Create a lot. Maybe that might that might change, honestly. But you know, I have the Victini now. Anyway, back to back to our our regularly scheduled programming. Um, so we had KD46 and going up against Jimbo Spice in the Vanguard, and you know, Jimbo Spice won because Dinair don't care and Hagtred, Hagtred, nine fourteen. I was gonna say Hagrid for a second, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm a little slow sometimes, okay? Here, I really like Conky's Shadow Mock. Conky is, yeah, he's uh, he's an innovator. It's like it would have struggled a little bit more against uh, Gallade, but didn't, didn't have that matchup in their slot, so especially also bringing Toxic Rope, but we like it when it works. <laughs> it works up 93, 70% of the time, it works every time. And this is one of those where I wonder... If you're practically begging your opponent to bring the Kofagrigus just to... Just to punish, honestly, in this just one. To, just to get it with the Noctowl, yeah. Like, you, you still have to find it, but this feels like 
the strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so looking at that, we're... Oops, come on, computer, we're good in here. And so looking at that, we kind of have a little bit more of a framework of how Brave Nerds is able to defeat Shadow Ballers. However, I do want to point out that this team was hyper-efficient because by Saturday morning I woke up, it was already 12 to... I think it was 12 to 3 or something along... Or 11 to 1. I can't remember. It was just a couple of days ago. And I was like, wow, the battle was already won and I haven't even looked at everything yet. Boo. But it's okay. They had, they had stuff to do. They had a wedding to get to. <laughs> that wedding better have been live streaming. I'm just kidding. No, live streaming weddings are a pain in the butt. Trust me. Trust me on that. So looking, moving on into about five, we have the Utah Rangers and Brave Nerds fighting up. This also could be a trap game. Just throwing that out there. We have seven deadly simps fighting up against the Spices Right. Gong Rippers going up against Fletch and Arella's story. Switchmasters are going to fight Sea Kingpin. And Sea Kingpin, please don't let me down too much. Maybe if I just don't, uh, what's the word for? Maybe if I just don't pick you guys as like the favorite to win or do well, you'll actually do well. And then Shadow Balls is going to be looking to rebound against Dojo Comrades. Any any matches uh, sticking out to you this week, Jet? Legendarella has been just on the wrong side of a couple eleven tens. <laughs> where I I'm yeah, that's that's the one I'm watching is Gong gong rippers also just because they're the other undefeated team it's like this this could be this could be an upset true that's also another trap game that we're looking at and so thank you guys for sticking with us in our our recap and our previews we are going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break but we will be right back after these messages and welcome back from that commercial break I hope you enjoyed it because I'm gonna say I did. I have no idea what's gonna what it's gonna be at this time. <laughs> Do we get any say what the commercials are? There was something that I read that I just clicked. I agree about the portion where it said "sign your life away," but I think it's a random commercial every time. Oh well. So maybe maybe Google picks for the people. Yeah. Alrighty. So couple of some quick little housekeeping tidbits this podcast is powered by y'all um we do have a patreon where you can support the show for as little as one dollar access or that part of the patreon gets you access to certain parts of our discord as well as some q a's and even being a part of the recording booth chat when we do these things live so you can fact check me or jet and give us some insights Alternatively, you can also follow us on wherever you lis- listen to your wherever you listen to your podcast via Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I'm still fu- I'm still salty about them, sadly. And give us a follow, give us a review, and if it's uh, if it's a pretty neat one or witty or snarky, we'll read it up on air. We also do have a Discord, and like I had mentioned earlier, we do have a tournament and an ember cup tournament going on at the moment by the time this goes live we will already be well into round one and quite honestly i remember i made the comment that i don't want to fight up against my factions teammates unfortunately i have to fight my factions teammates (laughs) you made it happen i i did i really did but you know whatever it takes to get them their eight i'm not gonna go super hard on my rank this year if i i'm still probably gonna make ace just by doing the tournaments 
Yeah, showing showing up goes a long way, especially if you're going even. Like that that gets you climbable pretty pretty well. Yeah. And so with that out of the way, there's one more person I do wish to shout out. It is the person that creates uh, that creates the music professionally. His name is the Zame on YouTube. He's also on Twitter. He makes amazing Pokemon Pokemon renditions of the video game music and just makes it really nice and pretty and stylized. And he was nice enough to allow us to to use his his music. And so I didn't give him a shout out last episode, but I'm gonna do it this time. So yay. Go listen to his channel. He's on YouTube as well. And he's he's always in the credits, so in yeah. case in case you don't know how to spell it, it's there. Give him a follow on Twitter because you know, as Pokemon creator, as Pokemon content creators, we're all we all grow together, is what I like to say. And he does make custom songs as well. Yeah, he makes some really good bangers too. I know I'll, I'll wake up and I'll hear like the, uh, my favorite is the new Barktown theme, but you know we also use Blackthorn. We also use the Blackthorn one. And I know in the game it sounds the same as like Cherry, or not Cherry Grove, uh, Azalea Town, but he's got a good rendition of, of Azalea Town too. But with that being said, it is now time to kind of look towards look towards the future. And during the break, Jet informed me that the New Year's, the New Year, Lun, the Lunar's New Year event, whatever, is going to be starting, no. it will already... <laughs> it will already have started by the time this episode goes live of oh, Lunar New Year 2023. And so for four days, we're going to have increased starters for opening gifts. That means I will finally open up y'all's gifts. I'm sorry if I haven't done it. I suck with gifts. We also have increased chances to be lucky friends to, to coordinate lucky trades that I will probably never do because my friends are on the other side of the continent looking at you, Jet. <laughs> Someday we'll trade some stuff. <clears throat> When you come back, or when I go back over there, it will happen. There is also a, a, a timed research where you can choose from several bonuses. So that's going to beg the question for y'all, good segue into the community question, what lunar bonus are you guys going to want to pick? Me, personally, I'm going for as much Stardust as I possibly can, and that's all I want. <coughs> that, one, that one seems like the most consistent, unless you're grinding eggs for like the shiny Riolu or most of the things in the pool for the 7k's will be shiny possible so even just a shiny hatch is possible if you do the half hatch distance but double catch dust is super reliable and then the double adventure incense is still only 30 minutes so it's, <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel like it gets you as much unless you're really lucky with the galarian birds I guess yeah, and quite frankly, I'm thinking that I'm going to be... I might actually use my daily incense. I just don't really know why I haven't done it, but it just hasn't been very... What's the word I'm looking for? It hasn't made me want to play with the daily incense. I just kind of, like, use it. I see it. I get a notification. It's like, there's still time to use your daily incense if you want. And I go, ha, 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 no. Yeah, well, I mean, you have you have this actual season of winter that does make it a little tougher to go out for a walk. Yeah, but then I use the, or not I use the excuse, but 
but then I'm also looking at it like, hey, so I ride a bike to work every day, so it kind of just makes sense for me to to put it on the phone holder and then ride my bike with and then ride my bike with that and then just go from there. But for some reason, I just don't do that. I mean, I guess it would be free catches potentially. It just it scares me at the idea of using like a gotcha for those encounters <laughs> if i remember correctly you it doesn't the gotcha doesn't pick it up which was weird oh so that that's i well to me that's even more reason not to do it while you're on a bike then you know how they say like don't pokemon go and drive actually don't pokemon go and drive you don't want to um you don't want to cause an accident i will however say when you what's the word i'm looking for when you're you're on a bike and you're going like two miles an hour or whatever just make sure that there's no one in front of you and you're not on like a windy path this is this is sounding like bad advice (laughs) y'all know your limits (laughs) I'm, i'm saying with me like i i personally just use like i'll ride my bike and before I b- got my clip for my bicycle, I would put Pokemon Go running on the on the back of my backpack. And I would just like strap it on there because I can. And then I ended up doing um, having my Gacha run, and I would get as much distance as I could in the back. But now with like, I'm not gonna lie, I have the the bike pulled or not the bike pulled up, but I have it pulled up where I can see like my panniers and all this other stuff. But I don't really use it. I just kind of say, like, oh, look, there's a Pokemon. And I'll kind of pull over, catch it, and then start biking again. Because it's so easy. And I don't it, waste it, gas. It is, it is nice for that, like, anxiety part of your brain that's like, you're missing the rare spawns. But if you have all the rare spawns, are you really missing rare spawns? I just mean that if you can't even see what's spawning, then... You don't know what you're missing, and so uh, you just fill okay. in that blank of, I know there's things here. It could be anything. <laughs> okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Well, all right then. So we're going to skip to the salsa bar this week because we already did that during the wrap-up, and so I'm going to save the one that I had picked for a little bit later on. It is now time for our GBL progress. So as you all know, last weekend was go battle weekend so jet first i'm gonna ask you did you do all 200 battles i didn't play at all on sunday i played a decent amount on saturday uh i decided to keep playing open master league just because i had made a team kind of late last week and then it just was extra time to play and i made some progress initially and then lost it so i ended up back kind of where i started but it was still Aww. fun. It's it's still all new territory, and it's using new things that I built, and so it was. It's it's still very much a learning experience where Master League just works different than even Ultra, for that matter. Where Switch doesn't matter as much is kind of my biggest takeaway. Where just like Shield and Energy is kind of the king. Where in my PvP experience, Switch has has really been more of the the center of the game for Great League. Gotcha. Okay. And then Sunday I actually tuned in for one of the like coaching 
or just there there were a few people streaming that I watched rather than play. How, how did how did you do? Did, so did, did you play like two two hundred games? But I didn't do the two hundred games. However, I did do a good amount. <laughs> uh, the first so day one I did I think it was. I wasn't counting. I did about 75 games, and I was super happy. I pulled a very high. I pulled a very high ranking. Got all the way up to to 22.97, and then the and yeah, you know, it was just people say the algorithm doesn't exist, and I tell them that it's no, the algorithm 100% exists, but it's a skill issue which I lack. <laughs> but. What, what I was trying to say is that I so I the first Sunday I played I tanked and went all the way back down to 2172 and so I, I changed my team up and I climb all the way back and now I'm sitting at 2261 but I only did like 50 battles on Sunday because I had I had more important things to worry about because Pokemon Go doesn't doesn't control my life. I All mean, things considered, that's, that's still that's still a good chunk of time. Like that's that's twice the normal amount that you could potentially do. Yeah, and I you know I I changed the team up today, and so far I am eight and two with it because I've only done two sets. I'm probably not gonna do not gonna do all twenty five sets today because it's just so late in the day. Did did you gain some good dust, or did you also make new Pokemon? I made new Pokemon. I used all the, my dust winnings and just made new Pokemon. I finally built a Registeel, I finally built a Metacham, and I finally built a Sableye. A oh, good Sableye. Sable, Sable and Medi are, are fun picks. Like, obviously Reggie is an investment, but it's, it's not on the same level with the XLs and everything. Yeah, I also just, while we were recording last, I also built a Victini and a Machamp. So, I have more, more mons to play with now. It's, but, it's, you know... It's kind of it's hard not to. But you know, like, like I, I'm gonna be trying out the weather cup a lot this next the, this next time to try to grow it, or I might just say f it and do the open Great Lake. I haven't decided yet. But if I see one more gosh darn Lickitung, I'm or Bastodon, I'm going to lose my. I'm going to flip a table. Yeah, one of my friends has been sharing sharing this team of his where you can pretty much run any grass in the front but then Bastion and Registeel and back and it's just like I really don't like that that works well I, I told you about the the trainer in my in my group that ran an, an Obstagoon with Obstruct uh, a Victory Bell with a Victory Bell with Acid Spray and then a Dugong with Icy Wind Right. I guess. I guess they like debuffs. The, yeah. The the point is, is that you can't hit them. Like you're gonna do no damage. But whatever the case, if you like Degen teams, I'm gonna judge you out loud from my little corn, my little studio. And if you don't like Degen teams, that's also okay. You're cool in my book. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna it's, say. It's it's just another one of those seasons where the the steel tanks are. A little strong, a little too reliable. Yep, and that is that is the set part. But playing the odds—that's how you climb. Yeah, that's honestly the only thing you can do. So, with that being said, I want to once again 
give a oh someone else joined the discord yay two people joined the discord they're here for the tournament i know well one person joined and then said forget it because they just quit i guess they didn't want to get past the rules <laughs> all you gotta do is read the rules and accept it fam but that was it that was a really good episode today you know it's gonna have a lot of fun and i hope that you know you guys are having a great start to your self tournament and i'm hoping you guys are kicking butt in your factions jet do you have any final thoughts on the events coming up uh just just in general that on, on top of all of the Pokemon-related things, that people are having a nice start to their year. It's like, I know my corner of the universe, it's been pretty wet and wild, so just looking forward to having a chance to stretch my legs this week. I had Laritar Community Days this week, too. This weekend. Yeah. I will not be going outside. I will be in a car with, I want to say, with my wife, and I'm going to make her drive me around because she loves me very, very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go out and find you one of the uh, Godzilla-sized Larvitars. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, you know, I, I can always do... I don't know. I guess I can always do with more XL candies for my Hundo Smackdown Tyranitar. And, you know, they haven't said anything about it. You know, missed opportunity. But that does have a mega sometime. Eventually it will. It, it, yeah, you're right. Eventually it will. <sighs> but, you know, they'll do it when they get around to it. So... With that being said, it is now time for us to unfortunately say goodbye. I'm going to miss you guys soon. But just remember, always keep your dragon fangs sharp, stay away from those fairies and ice types, and we will see you all in our next episode. Have a good week, everybody.